More and more people are moving to cities, and that's going to affect almost every industry. We are very cautious and very aware to make a conscious effort to work with the ecosystem. What can the average person do to take action now? Not one person can change the world, but if we all do a little something different, it might help. Being open to embracing innovation. Know that you can make a difference. A absolutely. There's no excuse not to even do a little bit. Let's go check it out. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Going Green. I'm excited for our guest joining us from Ireland. We've got Vanessa Tierney, the CEO of Abodu. Vanessa, thanks so much for being here today. Hey Dylan, thank you so much. It's great to be here. So let's dive right into it. I mean, the company you've built is so prevalent to what's happening right now. So tell us a little bit about Abodu, what it is, what your inspiration was, and kind of what you're working on today. Okay, so well, um, Abodu is a skills matching and mapping platform for the new world of work. And in simple English, what that means is everybody can go onto Abodu and create a skills profile. And the inspiration of Abodu essentially was that 10 years ago I fell ill and I'd had a corporate career. And because all of a sudden I couldn't commute, I could still work. Physically, I was fine to, to work from home, but there was very limited options. And I realized there was just all this talent around the world people with amazing skills or maybe even just starting out but they for whatever reason they couldn't get into the city type job so created a bodu with the idea of like the name comes from abode your home and do being work that people could create a skills profile and be connected for opportunities globally but we've evolved now into a mapping organization as well and what that means is we can create talent heat maps in real time for local governments anywhere in the world to say listen these are the skills of your region. This is what people want. They want to work from home full-time, part-time. They want to co-work some of the time. And that gives them an idea of the sustainability footprint of people and their demands. And it allows a region to market the greatest asset that they have, which is their people, to the world. And now that we're all experiencing this remote working and companies are beginning to realize, okay, this could be here for the long run. They can access where is the greatest talent around the world and, and hire them remotely or in hybrid models. So, um, and we're fully free platform for, for people in business, which is great. We monetize with government. Wow. I love that. I love how you sort of took the idea of just, I want to, I still want to work. I want to work from home and evolved into something totally different, but I can see how powerful that is. Like the using that data and kind of extracting that in a good way and saying, Hey, you probably didn't even realize this, but you have, a ton of amazing, you know, engineers in your area or, you know, Hey, Dublin, like you probably didn't even realize this, but there's a ton of smart people in this industry. Um, what was that evolution like? Like how did the, what was the first sort of steps of getting the company up and then how did it evolve to where it is today? Well, the first was building the, the platform for people to create the skills profile. And I talk about a skills profile because I've seen so much bias in hiring in the past where, you know, give me someone with five to 10 years experience. But what about this highly skilled graduate or this highly skilled worker from another industry? So the first thing we wanted to work on was when people created their skills profile and wanted to be discovered that they would be anonymous. And so a company wouldn't see the sex, age, ethnicity. They'd see the relevant skills and then they'd have to decide to invite them into process and the person would know it's company X and they decide if they want to go in. So the first thing was actually building that technology was kind of complicated. And the second was how could we make the process a bit more like a dating website and less like a job site. So if I'm going to put in these are my skills and this is 
that's what I want. I only want to see the matches that match what I said I want instead of getting hundreds of job alerts and that you become numb to. So we spent probably a year building that. And then when it went live, um, it was great. We had huge response. Like we've had people register on Abodu over 62 countries now. Um, and then the evolution this year was on the basis of a pilot we did a year or two ago. We, we mapped an area of skills in, in, in Ireland. It was a regional area. They hadn't been able to land a software company from the US actually. And uh, by having the talent map, they did. And that rural area is gonna create 150 jobs now from this one US company. So it just shows like the potential because for every job created in a regional area, there's 2.5 service jobs that fulfill that person in the full-time job. So the economical impact is amazing. And then the carbon emission reduction, because they're not working in our cities, mm -hmm. is amazing too. Wow, I mean, first off, that's so smart taking, you know, sort of the, the age, the looks, the sex out of that, like, uh, and just uh, focusing on the skills. I think that's amazing because that does play such a big factor into when people do get jobs, it's, you know, I'm sure you know like the statistics behind it, but I've always, that's always been a, a prevalent thing when it comes to getting jobs. You know, your, how you look is, you know, probably a lot of times more important than the skills you have or the people you know. This takes that out of it and it's just, this is the best person for this job based on their experience and sort of their knowledge. I love that. Um, I also have, you know, friends and family who are going through the job application process and it sucks, honestly, like the old school, and I don't even want to say old school, but applying online, it's, it sucks, honestly. I like, I actually, um, it's kind of funny you mentioned this just two weeks ago, I was kind of bored and I applied for this job through LinkedIn. Like I wasn't looking for a job. I run my own company. I love it. I'll probably never go back to having a full-time job, but I was like, oh, I just want to see what it's like nowadays. And even just applying through LinkedIn where it's all templated out and you can share your information it's just, I was like, this sucks. That's I, and I, I got an email like an hour later, sorry, you're not qualified for this job. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm way overqualified for this job. So whatever algorithms are there. Um, and, and sorry, I know I'm going off on a ramp, but like, I just love what you're doing. And I love sort of the dating app style where it's like you match with them, they match with you. And if it's a good fit, then you can take it from there kind of thing. Um, so that's fascinating. Yeah. And, and again, like, what you're doing is just such a like hits me with such a chord because like I, I'm a huge believer in working from home, um, setting your own hours, you know, like everyone who works for my company, I trust them that, you know, if they want to work at a cafe by the beach, as long as they're getting their work done on time responsibly, then go do it. I don't want you to be stuck in a cubicle hating your life. Um, and that's, I think helped my company a lot because I've worked with people in the past that, you have to be here at 8.30 on the dot and you leave at five o'clock, you get a 30 minute break and it sucks. It's not, you know, it's not a good way to live a life. Um, so how did all this kind of change for you and, and the company when COVID hit? I mean, COVID is obviously a horrible thing. Um, hundreds of thousands of people have died. Millions or over a million are, you know, sick with it. But some good things have come out with it, which is basically using technology like us right now to get work done um, has that affected your company in any way yeah it has um it was a bit worrying when it hit actually because everyone assumed that we would fly because companies were all of a sudden forced into this remote experiment and um 
but we realized very quickly unemployment was rising and companies were not going to hire like they were previously um, and then those that are hiring that are for remote whether it's full-time or part-time are inundated with applications mm-hmm. and I always had this dream for a Bodu um, but I thought it might take five or ten years to get to a point where we could offer it for free for businesses to connect with people and when COVID happened, it just felt like the right thing to do. Not only was it going to be hard for us to sell our product, but actually it made sense and it was the right thing to do to offer it for free. So, you know, we spent a lot of money building this technology and now companies can connect. They can go in and create a profile and get connected with people and people can build their profile. And, and the reason we did that was we figured that actually where the help is needed right now is for local governments globally. Um, like there's 313,000 local governments around the world right now scratching their heads going, how can we uh, create jobs? How can we support people in, in reskilling? Um, you know, there's lots of industries that have been hit like hospitality, retail, even army, police, like, there's budgets being cut all over the place and people are going to need to be reskilled and our platform can not only act as a matching platform but it can also be a wonderful um platform for e-learning companies to match people who have certain skills and need to be upskilled in other areas so our focus now is working with governments and inward investment agencies to say let us create for you um, dynamic talent maps so you can showcase a broader talent pool right across your region and that can drive jobs inward from global opportunities but also digital hubs uh, i don't know if they're called the same in america like co-working centers like we work yeah. but in rural areas mm-hmm. it could be a cow shed with connectivity for goodness sake <laughs> but if you know you've got like java developers or marketing people within a five mile ten mile radius of this building that has connectivity that's really powerful and that's actually companies aren't necessarily ready for full-time remote but they are for hybrid mm-hmm. and i don't know if you, if you came across the Tulsa initiative in the last two years where they were paying remote workers $10,000 to relocate and they had over 10,000 applications for a hundred spots. This is an amazing opportunity for rural areas to see the potential of bringing back talented skilled workers to the region or even actually just inviting people to live there. So when COVID subsides, you know, if you have a beautiful destination, have people come and work from that location and, and, have their tax money within that region so yeah it's it's really good and like i'm very passionate about getting cars off the road <laughs> so yeah. this is like the ultimate no, way to do it that's super cool i mean i'm from a pretty rural area and i left because there weren't any you know real jobs or careers i could go down that i was interested in if i had the opportunity to you know live at home with my parents in my hometown but still work on something i was really passionate about i could totally see that happening um and what you just just touched on, I mean, working from home totally takes out all of the travel to and from a job. I've worked jobs where the, you know, it was a 30 minute commute. I've worked jobs where it was an hour commute both ways. Not only it's like mentally, it just drains you like that. It's mm-hmm. time that you don't have to be, you know, working on yourself. So if you work 830 to five, you're leaving at 730, you're waking up, you know, you're getting ready at seven, you get home at like, 7:30 it's your entire day um so i feel like the you know sort of the mental health helps but also this is a show called going green about sustainability you know you're taking a ton of cars off the road which has huge global impacts um and that's something you're passionate about too right 
Oh yeah, we've just done a big application for EU funding and as part of that we, we did a research around the carbon emissions. So the average commuter creates 4.6 metric tonnes of carbon emissions every year and you know, even if companies implement a hybrid model and people are commuting once a week instead of five times a week, the, it, the effect is huge. And, you know, I guess speaking to CFOs, um, the positioning for them is, look, we're all going to be paying carbon tax until we fix this. So, you know, not only are you probably paying for car parking and all the other things, now we have a carbon tax um, that's coming in uh, globally. So, it, it, it's a no-brainer and for the CSR specialists out there you know looking for initiatives to be more sustainable this is it um, we're in the last two three weeks I have after 10 years working remote I've got my first office but it's a virtual office and I can it's we're with yonder desk and I, I'm like I can see everyone in their offices we have like our you know everyone talks about the water cooler experience <laughs> well I can do that virtually now I literally have the ability to have a water cooler conversation so there's no excuse anymore. Like there really, really isn't. And we've all done this massive experiment and it's worked. So companies should embrace mm -hmm. if they care about the planet. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. And I feel like, you know, maybe even a year ago, people would be more hesitant to it. But mm -hmm. with what happened, I mean, we, everyone was pretty much forced to go digital and forced to go online. And now it's a norm, um, which really kind of speaks to the opportunity that's there. And it's really great that you had the opportunity to build this up and have it ready to go. I mean, I only see more and more companies going in that direction. Um, and I'm, I mean, I know people who work from home because they had to for their job and they're like, yeah, I never want to go back to an office now that I know what this is like. This is so much better. I'm more productive and I can work where I'm comfortable and I'm not distracted. Um, that's really cool. What's uh, do you have any really sort of fun or interesting like success stories that have come from the company? Yeah, like what there's a couple. I the most recent is that um, because of remote working, I, I've been approached by some amazing MBA interns, and I'm bringing this up because I think there's some forgotten people out there with COVID nineteen right now, and those are graduates, they're new, newly graduated. Um, a lot of companies, the first thing they'll do is um, in, in hiring calls, they'll just stop taking on grads because they're too risky, they don't have experience. And so great success story is that in the summer, in the beginning of the summer, I spoke for a school in Bologna in Italy. Um, I spoke to the MBA students about setting up a business and I talked about a Bodu and the vision. And then I had um, some of the MBA graduates reach out saying, look, we'd love to do an internship. And I hadn't really considered that. Being a startup, you know, it's hands on death and I thought I don't have the time to invest in helping someone learn but boy I'm so glad I went down that route so I took on two MBA students that just surpassed me in many areas because the reality is like graduates coming out now are just so savvy on technology and sustainability and um, and so one of the reasons we were able to actually go for this EU fund application last week which was epic was because of the support of these ladies and in fact I was able to at the end of the internship offer jobs to both of them and um, so like that for me that's a big success because they they have imprinted in the culture of the company sustainability in everything that we're doing um, and then the other success is linking it back to that regional area like the 150 jobs that are going to be created not that I want to talk about money, but the economical impact of this rural area is at 15 million. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, 
you know, this is good work that we're doing. And, um, and I think like the small success stories is when someone reaches out and they're either so mobility challenge or a returning parent that has been excluded from the workforce for three, four years. And they say, it's wonderful to now actually be in employment um, and to be ha having been discovered without having to go on the traditional job platform saying, I'm looking for a job. Because like, let's face it, there's only so many, many of us that are that extrovert that you want to actually go down that route of being that way, you know, hire me, please. Right. Um, so they would be the, and then finally we were nominated for the business in peace uh, in, in Europe a year ago. And, and like, I think for us, any recognition around sustainability, we just go, okay, we're doing the right thing. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. That's so cool that like, I mean, obviously, you know, as a business, you have to make money, right? But if you can, make money, build a business that helps people. And also on top of that is environmentally friendly and sustainable. It's, it's like a perfect combination. And I just think what you're doing is very progressive and forward thinking. I mean, we're only going to keep going this way more and more. And, you know, you're right there ready to help people when they're ready to take that, you know, that dive of working in an office or if a company is trying to go more remote, you're ready to go. Um, What's sort of one action item that you would give to the average person out there who would maybe want to sort of take a step in the direction of what you're helping people with? Well, I guess one point I was going to say, and it really applies to this as well, where we would love to take a bodu is in terms of reversing migration. Um, and ultimately how that can happen is it's capturing the skills of people. And I would think that either create a skills profile on a bodu or somewhere because the future is going to be on skills and it may not be careers anymore it might be projects it might literally be you've got skills and go project to project so if you haven't just make sure that you're creating a skills profile somewhere that can be discovered and that you're upskilling because the world is not going to sit and stay still anymore it's going to keep mm -hmm. continuing evolving and um and i know we're starting to do more and more skill gap analysis to help people know what their skills you need tomorrow next year and the year after and not in a worried way just to stay ahead of the game mm -hmm. because that's going to give you the greater flexibility to work and live where you want which is what it's all about really totally um man this is fascinating and this is more just i guess a question for me personally but What's your experience, you know, being in this space with people learning online? Like I see these two things very hand in hand. You learn online and then you can use online resources like a Bodu to get jobs. Um, how is that changing and like evolving? And are you working in that space at all? It's like you read my mind. We, we have a strategic partner manager starting next week for this particular thing of we're going to start collaborating with e-learning providers globally. So when you create a skills profile in the Bodu, so we, we, we will guide you. We'll use AI to say, listen, you've got these skills, but do you know there's other people that have gone to this industry, but you need these skills? And so we'll, we'll be the conduit between e-learning providers and it's all about working out well, what skills do I want, but what's going to rock your boat? What's going to make you passionate? The mm -hmm. days of working for 20, 30 years in a career that kills your soul, gone. And, and I, I know that's kind of hard to hear. Like if you've been made unemployed, unemployed or you're on COVID-19 payments right now and you're thinking, I don't have a choice. You actually do. 
like now's the time to upskill and um so we're we're going to be providing our members like we're we just hit twenty seven thousand people so we're going to provide all of them e-learning um offers but we'll negotiate hopefully the best deals for them as well that's amazing i'm going to sign up literally right after this just that's so cool and um what's funny is you know i considered going to grad school um i ended up not doing this because i've been running my own business since but I'm a huge believer in like self-education. So just in the past couple of months, I've been taking some e-courses um, in subjects that I think are interesting and, you know, can kind of what you're, what was the word like upskilling? Is that it? Yeah. Constantly upskilling or reskilling or yeah. yeah. And I added those, you know, I sh Hey, I got a certificate in this space from this, you know, a big name university. And that actually got people wanting to reach out to me and work with me. Um, so I love it. I'll, I'm going to sign up literally after this. Abodu.com. Everyone, be sure to go check it out. Vanessa, thank you so much um, for taking some time out of your day. I know it's a little bit later in the evening there, so I appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. And can I give one other ask to of course, your listeners? Yes. That if any of them have local government connections, that they think that we might be able to support them in mapping the skills of wherever you live or whatever town you're from, we, you know, it's all about introductions in this world of sustainability. So we, we would love any introductions that come our way. I'm sure, you know, we get a lot of people who are in, interested in entrepreneurship and sustainability on this. I'm sure, you know, there's some people out there who have those connections. So please help these guys do this. I mean, you listen, you're watching. It's amazing. Um, super cool. I'm literally signing up right after this. I encourage you to, too, and see what's out there. So, Vanessa, thank you again so much for being on here today. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks, Dylan. Take care. Thank you. And to everyone listening, as always, our goal is to just share, you know, the top CEOs, scientists, people who are passionate about working in sustainability and business and um, giving you some action items to take away and apply to your life. So, as always, tune in uh, and we appreciate you taking some time out of your day to listen, to watch and to support the show. We'll see you on the next episode of Going Green.